0: From KQED. This is Forum. I'm Mina Kim. A consistent chunk of mail-in ballots get rejected every election for small things like forgetting a signature or lateness. Now, with every active registered voter this year receiving a mail-in ballot for safer voting during the pandemic, we'll learn how to avoid these common mistakes and how to make sure your vote is counted if you've been displaced from your home or are experiencing homelessness. Joining us is Kim Alexander, president and founder of the California Voter Foundation. Thanks so much for joining us, Kim.
1: Good morning. Thanks for having me.
0: And how many mail in ballots tend to get thrown out each election?
1: Well, technically they're not thrown out. They are they are <laughs> not counted. They are preserved just like all the other ballots for twenty two months after an election.
0: I don't want to scare everybody, right, thanks.
1: Yeah. Um you know, it's a small percentage, but it's a it's a persistent one. On on average over the past ten years, uh, the study we've been conducting along uh, in collaboration with Dr. Mindy Romero of the Center for Inclusive Democracy, we've been looking at statewide ballot rejection since 2010 and found that on average 1.7 percent of the vote by mail ballots casts are being rejected primarily for arriving too late or missing signatures or voter signatures not sufficiently matching their signature on file.
0: Well and so signatures right that is one of the most common reasons that that happens george writes more than half a million mail-in ballots in 2020 primaries were rejected with one reason being signature mismatch yet people claim that mail-in voter fraud is extremely rare if the signature doesn't match on a ballot that's mail-in voter fraud is he right
1: kim alexander um no it's not necessarily mail-in voter fraud what is happening generally is that a couple things are happening number one um we have a lot of young people whose signatures are getting rejected, and this is in part because many young people aren't being taught how to form a signature because they're not being taught cursive, or they're they're signing up um, through the DMV at a young age, and then by the time they get around to actually voting, it's several years and their their signature hasn't formed. Um, And and often people just don't know what their signature looked like on file. They might have registered 20 years ago and their signatures change, It changes as you age. And so uh, the most common, those are the common problems as well as the problem you have where sometimes another member of the household will sign someone's envelope for them when they forget to sign, which is illegal and those get rejected. So almost always when we see signatures not matching, it's because of those problems and not. An indication that somebody has tried to sign someone else's ballot fraudulently but i do want to highlight that the fact that we have this signature checking going on is a sign that voters can have confidence in the security of the process because every ballot that gets counted must be uh, the envelope it comes in must be signed by the voter and that signature has to be checked against their signature on file so one of the tips that we give out to voters that's really important is if you've ever registered to vote online or you've registered through the dmv Your signature on file is the one on your state ID or driver's license if you have one. And so you can look at that and make your ballot envelope signature look like that signature before you send it in.
0: Hmm. Well, let me thank George for giving us the chance to clarify that and invite our listeners to join the conversation with their questions about mail-in balloting, since there's going to be a lot more of it this time around with the pandemic and the new law. The number 866-733-6786. Again, 866-733-6786. On Twitter and Facebook, we're at KQED Forum, or you can email us at forum at kqed.org. We're talking with Kim Alexander, president and founder of the California Voter Foundation. Nikki writes, with the wildfires here and hurricanes and other disasters displacing so many people, how can these people vote? Also, what about college students changing their addresses due to the pandemic? Can you talk about displaced voters and how to make sure your ballots counted kim alexander
1: yeah these are unprecedented times we're living in and you know these are all kind of new questions we're all trying to sort out and and deal with um so i have been asking around among elections officials in in california to get their advice on these questions and um, the advice i've heard is if you are in between addresses not sure where you'll be in november Register to vote at the address where you are currently living and then provide a mailing address that is one that you can depend on to get your mail out. If you have a PO box, that would be great to use. Um, If you have a family member who you can entrust with your your ballot and your election materials, you can use their address as a mailing address. Um, And you can always update your registration all the way through into election day. And so even though we want people to register early and check the registration now, make sure your address is up to date. For those who aren't sure where they're gonna be uh, come November 3rd, even if you're in in a different location, you still have the right to vote. You can go to a voting location, take advantage of early voting, or vote on election day, or go to your county elections office starting early October and uh, vote in person and register to vote right there on, on the spot. We have same day registration now in California. And so that will help protect people who are worried about uh, being a- not being able to connect with their vote by mail ballot. If you don't connect with your vote by mail ballot, you can have a replacement ballot sent to you and that earlier one that was issued will be canceled so that you don't aren't able to, to vote two ballots and someone else can't vote it for you. Um, so there are a lot of protections in place to make sure that everybody gets to vote and nobody gets to vote more than once.
0: Well, Casey asks, Newsom's plan is to send a mail-in ballot to every active voter. How do you define who is active?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. And just to point out, this this was a, a an executive order that Governor Gavin Newsom issued in May to direct all the counties to mail every active registered voter a, a vote by mail ballot. But it has since been codified into law through the enactment of AB 860. And that bill enjoyed strong bipartisan support. So I just really want to emphasize that this plan is something that, that political leaders of both parties have been behind for months now in, in doing this. Um, but I think that the, um, the, the issue of active voters has come up. And so we have in California, um, very cautious purge laws that, that make it difficult to take people off the rolls if they've been inactive, but you can place a voter into this inactive status after a certain amount of time, after a certain number of elections have passed and they haven't voted and voters who are in that inactive status are not issued election materials. They're not issued ballots. If they show up on election day and vote, that will, they will be able to vote and uh, they, that will take them out of the inactive status. But it requires an act on the part of the voter once they're in that inactive status to get back into active status.
0: Well, let me go to Bethany in Morgan Hill. Hi, Bethany. Oh, hi, Bethany. Did we lose you? Unfortunately, it seems like our system is dropping calls on us. I hope Bethany writes back in if she's not able to call back in, though April may have had a similar question to Bethany. April asks, are you notified if your vote is rejected? How can you or your ballot? How can you check if your signature does not match what is on file?
1: Yeah, that is a great question and something we've made a lot of progress on in California. And I did want to uh, mention you know, we talk about rejected ballots and, and 1.7% statewide. It varies from county to county. San Francisco had a really rather high rejection rate uh, due to lateness in, uh, in the spring primary, according to an investigation that was done by the Associated Press. Um, but the good news is that um, counties are not allowed to just reject your ballot out of hand if there's a missing or mismatched signature. They are required under state law to notify voters by mail if their ballot is challenged before it, before they actually reject it. And so voters have the opportunity to submit a valid signature to be attached to their ballot and ballot envelope. So that can be counted. And we see um, in our study, we've been looking at three counties, Sacramento, San Mateo, and Santa Clara County. And we've been looking at this um, notification and, and uh, what's called a cure of the ballot rate and f- have found that overall, about a little more than half of the ballots that initially are challenged for signature issues are getting uh, cured and corrected and counted. So we are we're seeing some success there. You don't get notified, however, if your ballot is rejected due to lateness. And that is the leading reason in most counties why they're rejected. Um, we suspect that people are putting their ballots inside mailboxes that have already been collected and they're not getting postmarked Um, in time to be counted. And so we really need to get the message out to voters about that. And we are suggesting in our upcoming report that we are um, working on getting out shortly on ballot rejection, that all voters be notified when their ballots are rejected for whatever reason, and not just if, if they have a missing or mismatched signature. But I also want to highlight some great services the Secretary of State and counties are offering this election called uh, where's my ballot? And you can sign up for ballot tracking and people can do that today. You don't hmm. have to wait uh, wait at all for that. Um, and what you can get notified by phone, email, text, or all three when your ballot is issued and when it uh, is, is received back to the county. And if there is a challenge to your ballot or a problem, you will be notified about that. So voters who are concerned about making sure their ballot gets in, I really advise them to sign up for this great new service. It's free. It's super easy to use. Um, and all the counties are providing it.
0: Where's my ballot? Okay, Janet in Oakland join us. Hi, Janet.
1: Hi. Um, my husband and I are permanent absentee voters, and I wanted to know what do they compare our signature to to determine if it's valid or not? Is it the, the time when we first signed up, or is it our driver's license?
0: Janet, thanks. Kim Alexander.
1: The uh, the the law says that they compare it to your signature on file, so that is the signature at the time that you signed up. Now the law also allows counties to use other signatures on file. So if you've ever written to your county and requested a vote by mail ballot, um, they have that signature on file as well. They if you've ever if you've ever done any voting transactions through the DMV, your driver's license signature is also on file. If you want to, you can update your registration online. And your driver's license signature will become your signature on file by doing that. Um, so, it, you know, there are a couple things that voters can do about that signature issue. I also recommend people, you know, if you fill out the paper form, take a picture of, of your signature on the form so you have a record of what it looks like uh, for the future. And also, you know, the Secretary of State has a uh, uh, look up my ballot status feature on their website and many counties have this feature on their websites as well. And if you go to our site at calvoter.org and go to the online voter tools, uh, check your status page, we will link you to all those resources and you can go back and check and make sure that your ballot was counted in past elections as well, or just call your county elections office and ask them to tell you if you're concerned about it.
0: Let me go to Eliza in Oakland. Hi, Eliza.
1: Hi, good morning. Uh, It just occurs to me after several years of voting by mail um, that the outside of the mail-in ballot has a little spot that indicates what party you're registered for, because Repub or Dem. And um, <clears throat> some of my family members and I have been, excuse me, contacting our election officials to say, "Can we get this removed?" Because it occurs to me that with massive stacks of ballots being sorted into party preference, there might be an opportunity for fraud there from bad actors in the sorting rooms.
0: Hmm. Your concerns about that and and your response to Eliza, Kim Alexander?
1: Yeah, that's a a meme that's going around on social media that I have come across. Um, It is true that there are some states that have coded uh, ballot envelopes with a D or an R as part of the unique imprint that goes on each ballot envelope to identify a voter. Um, that's done in primary elections where it is done. It's not done at all in California is my understanding. So I would be very interested to see a California envelope that has that coding. Uh, We have an open primary system. I can imagine we might've used it in the past when we had a closed primary. Um, We might've used it in the presidential election in some counties, but I'm not aware that it's used at all. In any event, it wouldn't be used for a general election because there's no division of, of party, um, there's no there's no variation in ballot styles that are issued to voters based on party registration in the general election. And then you know the other response that I have about that concern is that the people who who handle the U.S. mail and the people who work in elections offices, s- s- sign you know are are doing a professional job and and take an oath. Um, so it would be pretty astonishing to find instances of the kinds of. Um, shenanigans that's been envisioned by the, this coding. Um, I, I I think that it's uh, it's something to pay attention to, but I haven't really seen it be an issue here in California.
0: Well, Bruce writes, I wasn't sure how I'd sign my voter registration. So on my mail-in envelope, I signed twice with two versions of how I sign things. Is this okay or can it invalidate my ballot?
1: Uh, it would not invalidate your ballot to sign twice. And I, I have not heard of that, but I think that's a really interesting approach um i don't think there's a harm in doing that um you know the important thing is to not sign the ballot so i I worry that people and we and i'm i am guilty of this too i have given interviews where i say don't forget to sign your ballot and the message is to sign the envelope if you sign the ballot it's not ever going to be seen and your ballot's not going to get counted so we have Mm -hmm. to make sure in our messaging to remind people to sign the envelope but um no signing it twice would not invalidate it um signing it um with your you know some people don't remember If they signed with their middle name or they used an initial, um, those kinds of issues also under California law aren't going to keep your ballot from getting rejected. Generally, when people are looking at the signatures, they're looking at the slant of your signature, the way that you make certain shapes of letters. The elections offices go through, many of them go through signature training. And the Secretary of State uh, is developing new regulations to provide more detailed guidance to counties. On signature verification that will uh, be in place, as I understand, by before November.
0: Olivia tweets, is there still a need for election volunteers? I used to volunteer, but haven't received information recently about what is needed.
1: That is a great question, and we are getting a lot of questions from people who want to volunteer and help, and I think it's just fantastic. Um, There are a number of counties that are still looking for voting locations and poll workers. You know we are tr- in california working to ensure that voters have many options for voting so in addition to mailing everybody a ballot uh, counties are also preparing to provide in-person voting options it's going to vary from county to county some are going to use vote centers that are fewer in number but open more days others will have local polling places in neighborhoods that may be more um, closer to people's homes but only open one day so you need to check what your county's doing, but all the counties, as I understand it, are still looking for volunteers. So, you know, and they're all just everybody's swamped right now. So I would encourage you to reach out and contact your county elections office. Um, I think the Secretary of State also has a new uh, page um, on their website for um, how you can volunteer to be a poll worker, and they're helping direct people. So I'll look for that and try to tweet that out afterwards.
0: George in San Bernardino, join us. Hi, George. Hi, how you doing? Great.
1: Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I had a question. I overheard um, the, uh, the lady speak about uh, if the ballots are incorrect or if they voted something wrong on there, that they will be notified the voter. Uh, I have a concern about that because I used to work for a, a registered uh, voter office counting ballots. Uh, it was for a short period of time. And when there was a mistake, uh, I'll say uh, plenty of mistakes or there was uh, spots that the voters did not fill out. Those ballots, they notify us to throw them away. Uh, There's other ballots that were uh, mainly filled out fully, but there were some mistakes. And if there was mistakes, they would notify us to make an educational guess and vote for the voters. So basically, most of the ballots uh, weren't completed. They were get thrown away. The ones mm. that are completed most of the way, uh, they would tell us, the people that are counting the votes, uh, to basically make, make an educated guess on what the voter was uh, voting for.
0: Kim so Alexander, kind of, yeah. Uh, I'm so sorry, George, to interrupt you. We just have about a minute left. So I want to give her a chance to respond to that. Kim Alexander?
1: yeah, I've not heard of that. Um, I, there, there's a big difference between handling the envelope and handling the ballots and the counties are very careful to keep those processes separate. Sometimes um, a voter has filled out a ballot and not made their their choices clear. And when that happens, the count, the counties have staff that duplicate the ballot and recreate it to uh, to so the voters' marks will be accurately read by the scanner when it gets counted. So I imagine it might be that kind of procedure that George is talking about. Um, you know, Jeff, I, I, I've not heard of, of them making up those uh, those choices though. It's I would imagine they would just uh, leave something blank if they couldn't determine what the voter's intent was.
0: Well, the questions keep coming in, so hopefully we can have you back for another segment like this, especially between now and the election. But just a quick resource, online resource you want to share, Kim Alexander?
1: Our website's calvoter.org. We have our online voter guide there and our FAQ and come visit. And we got a song coming out soon, too, so that will help you out as well. Ooh,
0: well, that's always good for radio, <laughs> Kim. Alexander, president and founder of the California Voter Foundation, thank you so much. Thank you. And thanks to our listeners for their questions and comments. Ariana Prale and Jameson Weiss produced today's segments. I'm Mina Kim. Thanks for listening. Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio, the Germanicos Foundation, and the Generosity Foundation, and the Bernard Osher Foundation, supporting higher education and the arts.